Mr. Boardman, welcome Good back. How's it going? Good, my friend, yourself? Alright, yeah, not too shabby. Sitting in the man cave working, bringing in the final uh, part of the week. So, officially, this is uh, episode three. Unofficially, this is episode four because some uh, person, not naming any names, but it was me, <laughs> lost the recording of episode three, so apologies for that. <laughs> I saw it was recording, went to look back and uh, that wasn't the case, so... That yeah. won't happen again, will it? No. Nope. Always learning. Always, Always learning. learning. Always taking a positive from a negative. So speaking of negativity, that's what we're going into today, isn't it? Dealing with um, uh, the negative side of the world, if you like. And there are some bitter, negative drama queens out there. Yeah, and I think as you... If you put yourself out there... You've got to be willing to be able to take the negativity. And every time you try and do something positive, it can sometimes cause a negative reaction. You're not going to be able to please everyone. But some people just like this. The negativity just breeds negativity. And I don't understand what, what goes through people's brains, especially online as well. Well, I think, uh, so how I've always put it down to, and when I first started sort of putting myself out there, um, when I first started putting myself out there, I... I haven't received too much negativity, but you get kind of pockets of it. Um, and um, I always look at it and think to myself, well, in six months, will I actually give a shit? Will I even remember? And, and the answer is like, no. You know, I, there, was a, there was one on Christmas Eve. I put up this video and there was tons of uh, really positive comments, tons and tons and tons. And then there was this one comment at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, and he must have been absolutely been on a piss or something and uh, it completely destroyed my video and I looked at it and I was just like what the hell so you, you kind of take a deep breath and even though it was Christmas, <laughs> it was Christmas morning and I just replied to him and I put it straight to him um, you know kind of like thanks for all your feedback and stuff blah 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 and without even realising he, he deleted his comment so he must have realised that he had been a complete and utter negative like Nancy. And I, and I just think people let their emotions get them the better of them. At the, at, you know, people are very re reactive and too quick to judge or too quick to comment, you know, because I know you've just had a situation with your book, haven't you? Yeah, so, um, yeah. I call this person a one-star William. I'm not sure if it was a male or a female. Um, so one... You know, a one-star review on Amazon, I'm not going to lose any sleep with that. Um, the content of the review was a, was a bit random, and the fact that he was calling out other people who needed help with resettlement. Potatoes was the word in he or she used. Um, from my point of view, I think you've just... Say again, sorry. Tell people what the book's about. Yeah, so the book's about my perspective on um, leaving the armed forces. It's called Resettle. Um, and it's it very word being there, your perspective, exactly. Your own personal thoughts, not the right way, not the wrong way, but your perspective. And I even write in the book, you know, this is my opinion. I can't write it from an officer's point of view, I can't write it from anyone else's point of view from my own. Um, and it's had you know a pretty good response so far. And, and like I said, the one star rating doesn't bother me. The content of it, like I said, was a bit weird, but I think the only way you can deal with it is, um just totally pivoting and going through going for positivity. So I basically said, 
thanks for taking the time out of your day to uh, to provide feedback. I was trying to um, provide a positive spin on all the potatoes out there. Um, so what? So I think for some people that have been listening, you know, I, I think within especially my audience, just explain what that resettlement is um, and, and kind of what your role was before all of this and what resettlement actually is. So people have a sort of real understanding about, you know, maybe a little bit more about your background. Yeah, cool. So I was in the Navy for just shy of seven years. Um, I was a, a gunner in the Navy. Decided to leave, I think, put my notice in January 2014. So that, that clock starts ticking, you know, for 12 months then. Didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I just wanted to... I know I knew I wanted to leave on my own terms. Um, I'd been all over the world, achieved everything I felt I wanted to. Um, basically went into project management um realized that it's really hard to to do any sort of resettlement when you're still serving at sea especially with the internet and the admin involved and as i was um on linkedin a bit more and you know posting comments uh, posting content about my journey people started asking me questions one day i just started writing through my experiences it turned into you know a book, it's not a long book, you know, you can probably read it in an afternoon, um, it's not War and Peace, but it's just my my take on it, um, showed it to a few people, had, you know, a positive reaction, decided to self-publish and release it, and it's just all about the journey from a mindset point of view, the, the things that I went through in terms of I shut everyone out of how I was feeling and what I was struggling with going back into civilian life, um, you know, I did like 1,100 days at sea. So, so in total over that, that, you know, nearly seven years. So it's a long time to be out of a normal, whatever normal is, environment. And especially going into like the corporate world, I found that a massive struggle from being in South Africa with all your mates one day to yeah. then sitting in an office, <clears throat> you know, looking at Excel spreadsheets to another Um and I wouldn't say I was depressed because I think that term could be thrown out too loosely at the moment. But I definitely say it affected me and it took me a while to, to get used to it. And those around me to get used to me being back in their lives as, as often, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm massively, you know, within my book, um, but that's what we t- I talk about. You know, I spent a long, spent three years. Fuck me, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Because I'm really like, um, it was a negative part of my life, you know, just really cracked upside. And and I think uh, kind of like the way that our backgrounds and the way that we've transitioned into a normal way of life, it kind of it kind of builds up your resilient levels to be able to deal with negative environments. I mean, there's going to be negative environments everywhere. And it's not, it's not us just being the perfect ones. If you put it into perspective, the other person might look at us and think that we are, in some respects, negative, even though we're not. But to that person's perception of you and the way that you portray yourself and, and like you said, your thoughts on your book, it really, it really, if you flip reverse it, they might just think that of you. So really, it's just a case of personality clashes where you think of you like yeah, you think red is the best colour, I think blue is the best colour. And then people end up getting a little bit emotional about it. You see it in Facebook comment, like social media is fucking classic for it. And now I follow a couple of people and I read through the comments and the next
next thing you know, someone's threatening to smash someone else's head in because of their opinion. And it, it and it's and it's mental and it's so negative and people are so emotional and it's a lack of emotional intelligence that I feel um, is the difference. It's being very aware of a negative environment or a situation or or content that's going on. You know, you could easily re- reply to turn around and say, "Thanks a lot, you dickhead," like that. You know, and be really negative for it, um, and that could crush you. You you know, you could be straight up, but. Every part of you kind of, that's your reactive. That's that emotional state within your brain going, react, react, impulse, negative. And they look at it and go, well, you're being negative. Look what you just said to me and told him to fuck off. But when you when you demonstrate, a take, I always call it taking the knee syndrome. So you take a knee, take a deep breath, count to 10. Does this matter in your life? No. Okay, do you know what I'm doing? I'm going to respond to this comment tomorrow when I'm not feeling, and it doesn't matter how calm you feel, think you are, you're probably not fully calm until you've slept on it. And then the next day, you won't even give it, you won't even care, you won't even give a shit the next day. And it's the same with corporate life, corporate businesses and work, and people making the wrong decision, and people making comments, and people talking behind your back. I mean, that's just, you know, I haven't got time for any of that crap. You know, it's about surrounding yourself with those people that matter as well. Yeah, and like you say, when you're on the receiving end of that negativity, you have to take a step back and sometimes think about the other person's point of view. You know, it would have been very easy for me to see Red and just start smashing the keyboard and calling him all sorts, he or she all sorts. But one psycho navy there. Yeah, <laughs> one is going to make it's going to look bad on me from a selfish point of view. Yeah, and two, if I reply with positivity, there's nothing to come back from that. Like you can't, you can't then throw me under the bus because the fact that this individual is called other people coming through resettlement potatoes you know it's a it's a a harsh thing to say when people just need help i think Um, doing the right thing is always the right thing to do like you know saying sorry admitting that you're wrong looking at something in the wrong way you know something i've really done very well i think in the last 15 months is admitting when i'm wrong you know, and we can do this even as simple as just within our relationships at home. You know, when I snap at the missus, you know, you don't want to apologise because you're like, well, fucking hell. You know, I'm in the right, you're in the right, but you take the high ground. And if you're in the wrong, then you it's a case of apologising. And you kind of, it's hard. Like, you're, you know, we're emotional creatures as humans, you know. We run off impulse from our brain. And sometimes our, we wear our heart on our sleeve and we say the wrong thing or we act too quickly. And I think there's a lot to be said about patience and waiting for the crucial response or the crucial time to respond to someone. Yeah, and it takes time, doesn't it? Like I say, it takes patience. We're all going to make mistakes. Um, but yeah, it's just dealing with negativity in a positive way will always win, in, in my opinion. Always win, always win. Um, so, hey, let's give, uh, let's give some tips to cope with uh, stressful and negative situations. Uh, I'm going to give a couple of my tips maybe that I use personally myself and teach some other guys in my 10 and 20 week coaching programs, state of mind programs. Um, And I think the first thing is to do, I think I kind of almost uh, mentioned it, is that when all of a sudden somebody comes in or there's a negative aspect that's affected you in your brain, we tend to go into a bit of adrenaline state, don't we? Like we've spoken about that impulse on the brain, that rush of blood to the heart where you just suddenly want to kick off. 
and I think it's the taking the knee effect. And if I just go into that in a little bit more um, detail, and, and taking the knee is almost stepping away from the situation, whether it's a negative comment to your face, or someone's been saying something behind your back, or someone's being negative or criticising your work, or whether it's on social media, whatever it might be, it's taking the 10-minute breath roll. Okay, so that means going somewhere, take a knee, compose yourself, okay, do some breathing, all right, keep it to yourself, and just focus on something else so that you don't react in that immediate 10 minutes. Because I feel that a lot of people within that first 10 minutes will say something they don't mean, they will act and do something they don't mean, um, which can lead to massive consequences. For example, biggest consequence um, of what I see in the news all the time is somebody saying, yeah, your missus is fit in a bar, someone turning around and knocking them out straight out. Consequences, you could actually kill them and go to jail forever for the rest of your next 10 years. And it's that is just a simple case of being in a pub. You know, you could say something to someone in a position that could get you fired if you respond very quickly. Do you know what I mean? And uh, my my uh, my advice would be to take 10 minutes out, breathe. Then the next stage is to think, how big a deal is this negative environment? Is it going to have a massive effect, okay, on your life? Or is it really tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're not even going to think about it? So I think that you have to then put it into the category of a category. One is, this is, you know, this is really me. I really need to sleep on this and deal with it tomorrow. Number three, I haven't even got time for this. I'm too busy for this. I don't care. I'll wake up tomorrow and crack on with my life. And then the third thing is sleep on it before you react to anything. If at all, you're going to do anything because you'll probably wake up the next day and realize, actually, I'm bigger than that. I'm rising above it and I don't need to deal with it. You know, just simple tips to deal with negative environments. Yeah, from my point of view, I'll go down a more um, face-to-face thing. So when I'm dealing with people in, in my environment and I'm in difficult conversations or coaching conversations, try and stick with the questions that begin with what. So what do you what do you need? What do you feel will improve the situation? What do you want moving forward? What do you want to learn? What do you want to focus on? And that really draws out answers from people who can sometimes be a bit more shut down. Um, if you're asking them what they need, you're putting you know, the ball in their court to say, well, he's asking me what, what I want, so here's my chance to sort of to get it out there and asking someone what they feel about a certain situation is... It might take a while, it might take it through through sessions and a few sessions and conversations, but if you just keep asking what they want, you'll you know, you'll essentially get there. And again, change it from what to why. If we ask the five whys, we'll probably get to the uh, to the root cause of, of why someone is acting in a certain way. So why are you doing that? Why? Why? And eventually we'll 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 get there. And that's a very um useful tool when dealing with um, people you work with or people you're trying to coach or people you're trying to, to help improve their mindset to really make them think about what they want and how they want to move forward? Uh, so I, I think that people that tend to be, like with your book, are tend to be the insecure guys. 
they tend to be the guys that actually are, you know, who are actually suffering from a lot of the stuff that you're saying. But because it's triggered them and hit them in an emotional state, that's when they tend to lash out a little bit, I think. Um, and they've acted quite, they've acted bad about it in the wrong way. It's usually, you know, a sign of jealousy or it's usually a sign of um, envy, you know, all those type of things. And it, that ends up creating a very negative environment. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, I always say and I always stand by I wrote it out of my experience and 99% of the time not just me it's not you know it's just everyone you look at, at the top authors in the world and they get like one star review so generally don't don't care about that it's just the fact that he's called he or she is called other people you know a certain word because they might need help but if it was that easy, there wouldn't be a whole structure around leaving the forces. Yeah. You know, some people do find it easy and, that, and that's great for them, but others, I would say 60-70% of people do have one certain aspect that they struggle with. And if that book can help one or two people, then it's done its job. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's £2.75, it's the price of a, a coffee in Starbucks. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not out there to making millions off it. I make 11p of my book. Yeah, same. Yeah, probably I think about nine pence or something. So, um, <laughs> it goes to my sweetie fun with my boy after school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it, to sum it up, it's just treating negativity with positivity will always win. Yeah. Um, and if you can even go as far as to help that person who has been negative, then all the better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So um, I think we, that was wrapping up there. I think that's kind of a lot of value there to say. If anything, it's just really raising self-awareness, I think, with this podcast. It's just making you think a little bit before you act. You know, um, I think our brains are think about a lot of different stuff, but really it's just bringing up that subject that will make you think twice when you're coming up against negative people or environments or that kind of affects you and your confidence and your self-esteem. You know, you've got to be unbreakable at the end of the day and you've got to be able to take the rough with the smooth and you, if, you're, if you can build your coping mechanisms to be able to deal with those people I think you're going to live a much more fulfilling life yeah for sure definitely for sure. so what have you got planned the next few weeks James I've seen you've been busy planning busy. stuff on my Facebook yeah so today um, I was really I'm really happy I've started putting all my chapters together for my second book um, that's all I'm going to say in it I'm not going to give anything away here no um, I don't blame you because the book won't be out to the very end of the year year 2019 most likely um, I'm basically just putting all of the structure together for the book then I'm going to take my way self away for three days three four days somewhere hot and sunny with my laptop phone on silent and I'm just going to write it I'm just going to smash it out and then um, get it proofread and published and ready to go um so I'm busy with the book um, and also planning a UK tour. So I'm going to be doing some workshops around the UK. Um, and the aim is to develop the man's state of mind to cope better with life, to establish much longer longevity with, when it comes to your goals and your fitness. Because too many people are yo-yoing right now with their fitness. And it's because they're getting distracted by all the chaos of work, life, you know, there's a lack of structure going on for men, a massive lack of structure and strategy in order to develop themselves. And life is flying by and we're not getting any younger. There's not, we're not finding any more time and too many people are wasting their lives away with just being procrastinating, 
by the lack of structure. Procrastination comes for me from a lack of structure. And uh, you know, and I know all this because I've gone through it myself and developed myself through it. So um, that's certainly it for the next couple of weeks. Kind of just putting out content, putting out my thoughts, um, building up my offline business with the uh, fitness boot camp as we get into the warmer months. So yeah, busy be you. Well, that's not. I don't think I can top that. But um, yeah, I've been invited to do a, a talk at Amazon at the end of this month because they do. Um, Amazon what? They just they Amazon do um, Amazon Web Services, so yeah. they're doing like a restart program for for people leaving the armed forces as well. So I'm going to do like a, a 20 minute TED style talk there, which should be good in London. Um, thinking of holding some sort of seminar workshop event. I'm just um, going through the ideas at the moment in, in like a, a hotel to focus on small groups of people who just, you know, it's not a recruitment drive and it's not going to guarantee them a job. It's just going to have, I think the idea is to have focus people, focus groups to work on stuff like CVs, um, covering letters. You know, I've, I've talked from individuals, from people like you who've been there and done it. Um so yeah, that, that's in the pipeline. I just need to to sort out the venue and see where it goes, really. But yeah, it should be exciting times. Good, yeah, building, aren't you? Almost be able to do this full time, hopefully. Yeah, one day, one day. <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Oh, um, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I think what's really important is that we get some feedback on the podcast for sure. Um, some sort of ratings, podcast. I know that me and Jackie both basically share it on our own sort of websites. You know, this is um, this is initially it does go up on a project life stuff, but you know I share it up in here, and Jack shares it up with his guys. And but we'd love some feedback, some questions. Jack's got the email where you can send questions to. Yeah, it's Jack and James. That's J A C and James at Outlook dot com. I'll I'll put it in the um, the episode notes as well. But yeah, just feedback, guys. We're not going to. Uh, we're not going to send angry replies, positive or negative. Um, but yeah, just let us know what you think so we can build on it and provide value for those who are listening. Awesome. Thanks, guys.